0: I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer and myself, delve into your fantasy football choices. Hopefully, we'll give you some tips to lead your team to victory. Find out more by going to our website, kramerandbrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. Now, recapping how we did last week, what a week Josh Jacobs had, and we both liked him, so that was pretty good. Over 50 fantasy points, 229 yards, two touchdowns, set some rated records. We both like Brian Robinson, who had 105, but neither of us like James Conner, who only rushed for 100 as well. Uh, Most of the top running backs had off days. So Michael Hasty did okay after uh, Anthony got hurt. He had five catches, scored a touchdown. Zeke Elliott also had a good day with 92 yards and a touchdown. Tony Pollard had the off day for the Cowboys.
1: And, you know, you mentioned Josh Jacobs. I think he came into the game the third-leading rusher, has had a quiet, good season, and then I think ended the game as probably the NFL's top rusher uh, and just went.
0: I think he set some Raider records, really, too. What's that? I think he set some Raider records, too.
1: I very well could have. And I think the guy that we had mentioned coming in here, Because Melvin Gordon was no longer a Bronco, was Latavius Murray was going to go off? And he did. Had a nice day, almost went for 100 yards, uh, I think 92, didn't get in the end zone. And then the guy that you've been touting all year, the Panthers running back, Dante Foreman, also continued a great year, getting 113 yards. He didn't score either. Uh, And you mentioned Etienne with the the injury. And, of course, the guy who there in Jacksonville stepped up big was Trevor Lawrence, who – Ended up the game with over 320 yards passing, three touchdowns. And then in New York, uh, if Mike White makes the Pro Bowl now as a quarterback, he can thank (laughs) the Bears. They should get an assist on that. Exactly. Allowing him easily to get over 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. And by now, we all know what a great season former Ohio State uh, receiver and now rookie NFL receiver Chris Olave is having for the Saints. Nobody knew anything, me, least of all me, about Garrett Wilson. Also, a rookie Ohio State receiver went off for 95 yards of those 315 yards by Mike White, and a couple of touchdowns got in the end zone. Looked great doing it, and so um, yeah, there was a couple of guys for sure that went off that really nobody saw coming.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. and There's a couple of guys that you mentioned that are quietly just progressing. As uh, even Mac Hollis, Mac Hollis had a a good day for the Raiders, and he's been up and down, but uh, he's starting to uh, pick up the slack, too. And this is the week we see the return of Deshaun Watson, quarterback in the Browns. They already said he's going to start, so we have to see where that goes. Daryl Henderson is now a Jaguar. Sam Darnold is back. You may remember I said Melvin Gordon wouldn't be unemployed very long. He ended up signing with the Chiefs. Evidently, Andy Reid felt the need for another running back, and he's an experienced guy, even though he coughs up the ball a lot. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how that plays. But you don't think he's going to be there very long, right?
1: Well, if you look at who's playing now, right? It's Isaiah Pacheco, this rookie running back they've gotten from Rutgers. And he is, to me, the most, I'd say he's the fastest, if not Tony Pollard. He's He runs the hardest. And, I mean, he sprints, once you tackle him, it's back to the huddle. And so the opposite of that is Melvin Gordon. And so I'd... Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out real well, but we'll see. Uh, and I think to get back to Hugh mentioned, Deshaun Watson, an interesting set of circumstances that had him out and now has him coming back. Um, and then what's nearly been a two-year layoff. And I think we can all see now during the season, the centerpiece of this offense uh, really is the passing game, as much as it is Nick Chubb, who, if it's not Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb is the best NFL running back and they've got an excellent run blocking offensive line. And I think what Deshaun Watson immediately is going to bring is kind of what Justin Fields brings to the Bears offense. And that's the running component that's been lacking while Jacoby Brissett's been back there, but he's also over time has shown himself to be a much better pocket passer than Justin Fields has ever even dreamed about being. And so I think, the the potential is there, maybe not in the first week or two, but the potential is there, I think, for Deshaun Watson to get back into form and be the Browns quarterback that they've been not that they've not had maybe ever.
0: Uh, they they better make sure he's uh, he's healthy and ready to go. And I know he's healthy, but they better make sure they do everything they can to make it easier on him to succeed because with $230 million and a lot of a guarantee, if not all of a it guarantee, uh, that's a lot of franchise being spent there.
1: <laughs> it is. And, and I, but I don't think anybody can argue, you can't argue what Deshaun Watson has done on the field. It's mm-hmm. his off-the-field exploits that got him in this hot water. So I think if he can just, maybe he can't, but if he can somehow contain himself once he leaves the building, he'll be all right. You know, and I I can't I don't I don't want to sound like I'm defending him because I'm not. I'm not. I think what he did is despicable. Um, And I really can't believe he's still playing. I can't believe the Browns paid him all that money. Uh, But they did. And what they're going to get in return, I think, is down the line, a great quarterback. It's just that, you know, he's socially or, or the social norms that he's gone outside of right now make him a big liability, potentially.
0: Let's look at the quarterbacks. You mentioned Mike White stepped up to lead all quarterbacks with Super Days were add in Mac Jones, who had a great day. Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, who I dissed last week, and he came back and had a strong week. So uh just uh, an unbelievable week for guys who maybe you weren't expecting to have great weeks. They just did. I mean, Mike White, Mac Jones, and Derek Carr, all three of those guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you just if you if you cut. The game off the first quarter, Trevor Simeon could have been in there. It's just that they had the other three quarters. It didn't look so good. Uh, But I'm going to highlight here a quarterback and receiver combination, along with a tight end who I think is exceptional. First of all, you got the Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, has now been officially back in the driver's seat for several weeks. So we all know his favorite receiver is former fellow LSU Tiger Jamar Chase. Well, who's now hurt, and so in steps T Higgins. With the embarrassment of riches that that team has at all positions now, T. Higgins goes off for what 114 yards and a touchdown, and just dominated that Titan secondary, who's pretty good. And then you've got uh, uh, not only Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, but the tight end I want to highlight is Dalton Schultz, who I am in love with. He is he went off for what on Thanksgiving Day, feasted in the Giants' end zone twice, and that's what everybody fantasy owner wise looks for in a tight end is getting in the end zone. And he's just an exceptional talent. And now that he's been back, what he injured, I think his ankle earlier in the year, since he's been back, he has been a dominant force in their offense.
0: Uh, you said uh, Dalton Schultz.
1: I did for the Cowboys, yeah.
0: Did you? You were talking about the Bengals?
1: At first, I was.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I missed a, um I don't know what happened there, but I just. Heard um okay, good. I'll edit that. So no, no worries. Uh let's see, where are we here? Okay. Uh okay. Pick
1: pick talking about the injury with Allen Robinson. Okay?
0: Right. Pickup. Um let's take a look at the injuries. Allen Robinson of the Rams needs foot surgery. Elijah Mitchell, done for the season, had a knee injury. Christian McCaffrey is suffering a knee injury. You'll we'll have to wait and see on him. Garnell Moody. Suffered if another injury. He is done for the season. Looks like an ankle there. Travis Etienne suffered an injury as well. Joe Mixon could be out again. So here we are, coming up on uh, another teen week and week in the teens, and we got a lot of key players that are uh, sitting, and and, and it's um, mainly uh, running backs as well as a couple of wide receivers. But um,
1: interesting scenario with the with the 49ers because now they'd already lost. Jeff Wilson and um, who was it, who ended up in or now in Miami, both of them, and now you've got two excellent running backs left in Mitchell McCaffrey, who are now they're injured. And so, I don't know what, what answers the 49ers have, but the Bengals, I know the answer they've got. And and um, Samaji Pirine is kind of a Joe Mixon, uh, 1A, and again, he went off, uh, not only rushed the ball for 58 yards. Uh, but then also added 35 receiving yards, got in the end zone rushing. And it's just such a great, the way he sets up blocks and finishes runs, uh, it's kind of like watching Joe Mixon all over again. And so once, I don't know, is Mixon going to be back this year? Is he, is it a season? Not game? sure. He
0: he was out last week and uh, he's uh, still, we haven't seen a designation as questionable uh, this early in the week, but he may well be out again.
1: Well, I'm just thinking with as I mentioned earlier, you got T. Higgins. First it was Jamar Chase goes down, no big deal. Higgins steps up. When Jamar Chase comes back, they're gonna be that much better. Joe Burrow is at the top of his game. If Joe Mixon comes back, you combine him with some P. Ryan and this like if you're a remaining team on the Bungle schedule, uh, buckle up. And
0: yeah, for for Mixon, Mixon's in the conduct, uh, concussion protocol. So it, uh, it, it's not a physical so At some
1: point, right. He'll yeah,
0: so he'll probably be back. He may be back this week. We'll have to wait and see uh, later in the week when we hear the numbers. All right, let's uh, get to the games. First of all, Cardinals and Panthers, they're on a bye this week, only the two. We had no teams on a bye last week, Thanksgiving week, but now we have two. So uh, Cardinals and Panthers, those are two teams you're going to have to sit uh, players on. Take a look at Thursday night, Bills and Patriots. I'm not jumping on the Mac Jones bandwagon against the tough Bills defense, at least not yet. But I am sold on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Bills, I'm still good on everybody here.
1: Well, as you mentioned, the Bills, who can't stop the run on defense, I think Ramondi Stevenson is a great pick. Um, And then the Bills offensively, is there a better uh, dual-threat quarterback right now than Josh Allen? Because he ends every game as the leading passer, obviously, and ends up pretty much every game as a leading rusher. And (laughs) gets in the end zone in both. And so... Uh you can't go against him, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, whoever pick either one or both if you have them. Um, and you're right. I think the 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 Bills right now, and then they added um uh the running back. I can't remember his name right now, but he scored a couple times, Singletary. And uh and so yeah, I mean it's uh, the Bills are kind of like the Bengals offensively. I mean, they're just dominant.
0: Josh Allen sort of reminds me of um Bobby Douglas with an arm.
1: <laughs> and a decision-maker. Yeah, sure. exactly.
0: <laughs> Sunday, we have the Steelers and Falcons. After a tough loss to Washington, I'm really not sold on anyone uh, for the Falcons except for Patterson. Uh, Steelers looking better, but still no one to count on for a start. Although, uh, here's a tip for you. If Benny Snell is available, he's definitely worth a stretch run pickup, especially if Najee Harris misses time due to that abdomen injury that uh, he, he suffered uh, on Monday night.
1: Well, again, here you're the Steelers expert, and there's really nobody. They won the game uh, against uh, who did they played last night? I forget, but they
0: uh, they played the Colts.
1: They won right against the Colts. Neither neither team had anybody go off offensively, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, there's really the Steelers are so young. Well, obviously a quarterback, and then now with Najee Harris going down, um, yeah, I, I'd stay. There's really nobody on either team I jump at.
0: Broncos and Ravens. Latavius Murray is the only Bronco worth trusting. While on the Ravens side, Josh Oliver, who started in place of Likely, who was hurt, and Mark Andrews. They're both uh, decent um, guys to consider. Mark Andrews, obviously, Lamar Jackson statistically is worth a start. I'm not so sure uh, if you were uh, bet the game, I would bet on him. So,
1: well, uh, the fact are the fact is though they are playing the Broncos who nobody saw them as the worst team in the league, but they're kind of playing like it. They and are. so uh, I, I would take everybody you mentioned on the Ravens. Um, and and you, we all know, Mark, Mark, it's just a matter of time before Mark Andrews goes off and repeatedly goes off. So this would be a great week to start him.
0: Packers and Bears. Bears just watch the injuries. If Fields is good to go, then go for it. Packers, not much here either. I'm not really sold. And there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. So Jordan Love steps up. And, you know, if, if you're, if you're, uh, need a quarterback this week, he, he might be, if he is going to play, might be worth a shot.
1: I would start him. I mean, if I, especially if I have one of the – well, if you, you, with the two teams that are on the bye, Cardinals and the Panthers, you're not going to – neither quarterback you're going to start, I don't think. But if you are in need of a quarterback, then Jordan Love, in my opinion, is worth a start um, because, A, he looked very good coming in for Aaron Rodgers. Now he's got a full week to prepare, and they're outplaying the Bears who are – horrible defensively, got another. Got three players hurt in the secondary, which is uh, Eddie Jackson could potentially, uh, what looked to me to be an Achilles tendon tear. And then Brisker and um, Kyler Gordon are both in, on the injury um, concussion protocol. So there are an already weak secondary just got worse. So I, I think uh, Jordan Love would be a great start there. And the guy that we mentioned that I really didn't, uh, I just, was Christian um, Watson, Watson, and here he goes off for another touchdown, thrown by Jordan Love, and so uh, the speed there matches up for me. Christian Watson is now turning into the guy they thought he would be when they drafted him, and so uh, there's two players right there with the Packers who I, who I would consider starting. Justin Fields, I'm hoping, will be out uh, because the injury he's got to his left shoulder, there's no reason to rush him back, and they've got the bye coming up as well. So I don't think you're going to start. I don't think the Bears would start Justin Fields. And even if they did, um, he's potentially, I think, the only guy you would start. Uh, and now that he's not, there's no Bears player for me to start.
0: Jaguars and Lions. Trevor Lawrence is solid now, along with Zay Jones and Jermichael Hasty is solid. So Watch the injuries in front of him. Uh, Long day for Jamal Williams, but stick with him. And Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh,
1: Yeah, I would say that's great. Uh, I think uh, the Jaguars are kind of that team where, you know, they thoroughly destroyed the uh, the, um, Chargers earlier this year, Trevor Lawrence specifically, but then vanished for a while. Didn't really make, uh, didn't have any horrible games, but didn't really stand out until this past weekend. And so I think the, the uh, Jaguars offensively, which would include Lawrence um, and uh, Zay Jones, uh, there's potential there to start them because the Lions defensively have not been good. And, and so I, and I think as far as the Lions go, I agree with you. Jamal Williams is a touchdown machine. When they get inside the 10-yard line, he is the guy. Uh, and so, you know, it's really a matter of receiver wise, is Jared Goff going to show up and play a game that where receivers can respond? So I don't know the answer to either one of those questions, but I like you. I would definitely stick with Jamal Williams with the Lions, and I think Zay Jones as well for the Jaguars.
0: Browns in Texas. I'm high on Kareem Hunt this week as I think he's a showcase and he looked good last week when he came in. He looked fresh. He, he looked uh, he hit the holes really quick and he looked very fast. Also, it's a good time for Deshaun Watson to return because they're going to play Texas, which means on top of that, you're going to bench any Texan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even look at anybody on the Texans this week.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, as you said with Kareem Hunt, he looked good, but the guy that I uh, go back to the centerpiece of that offense every week is Nick Chubb. And so he's going to go over hundred yards guaranteed, especially against this defense. And uh, Kareem Hunt seems to have taken a back seat to him for some reason, but nonetheless, Nick Chubb is the guy. And as you mentioned with Deshaun Watson coming back this week, he's going to add to their running game. And so I think, the, to me, the centerpiece of the Browns' passing game is actually David Njoku. I know Ramari Cooper is the one that goes off with the numbers, but it's Njoku who can get down the middle of the field on those play-action passes and get into the end zone. I think that is the guy that, now that he is back, I think gives the Cleveland Browns that sort of extra something to put them into, again, against this week, this Texan defense, I think the Browns are going to go off.
0: Jets and Vikings, well, there's a new quarterback in town, Mike White, Garrett Wilson, and Ty Johnson. I think they're all solid teammates. On the Vikings, uh, always start them if you have them, especially Hawkinson, who seems now to find that home. He's found that rhythm and had another good week uh, this week.
1: Isn't that awesome? I mean, what a great pickup the Vikings made to Hawkinson, right? One of the elite tight ends in the league, onto now an elite offense. And Kirk Cousins has been just dynamically good this year as he's really been every year and the knock on him is he can't play in big games. Well, whatever. He's played great this year. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Justin Jefferson is really in a class by himself this year, uh, receiver wise. And then you add again, Hawkinson to that Dalvin Cook, who did not have a great game running the ball wise last week, you know, obviously is a, is a, the Jets defense is special, no doubt. But I think that, uh, The Vikings' offense is also special. And coming off the game they had, uh, where just Dallas destroyed them a couple of weeks ago, I think now the the Vikings are back in the saddle again.
0: Commanders and Giants. I'm going to go off here because uh, don't sell the Commanders short here. I really really like pretty much anybody on both these teams. I mean, and they're just teams that, you know, obviously the Giants have some key players, that you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They've been good all year. And the Commanders have been iffy, but I really like... Everybody on these two teams this week,
1: and I think the the interesting story here all year has been Taylor. Is it Taylor or Tyler Hennigy? Right? The uh, uh, Yeah, Taylor the, Hennigy. The quarterback for the Commanders, who has just he wouldn't be playing right now had he not really stepped in and done phenomenal. Because the guy sitting on the bench behind him is Carson Wentz, who's healthy, and. uh, Tyler Henneke does everything necessary for the commanders to win games, who are now on a winning streak and have a you know a winning record, uh, and are actually headed for the playoffs and now what what everybody considers the NFL's toughest division. Uh, and then like you said, the Giants, Daniel Jones and Saquon Bark, Daniel Jones every single week has played well enough to have been starting him fantasy-wise. Uh, didn't have a great game last week, but we all can see the improvement he's making. And I think the guy who really needs to step up and is going to is going to be Saquon Barkley for the Giants because he did nothing last week. And I think that's, he's too good of a player for that not to, for that trend, for that to even be a trend. I think he will go out this week against Washington.
0: Titans and Eagles, Titans, Derrick Henry should come back strong, rising to the occasion after a sort of off game. And pretty much anyone on the Eagles, I'm good with at this point.
1: So as far as the Eagles go, it, to me, it all starts and ends with Jalen Hurts, who has just been every single game phenomenal. They put up 40 points last week. He's like Josh Allen. He's finishes every game as their leading passer and a good one, and as well as a, uh, uh, their leading rusher and a good one and gets in the end zone in both ways. And I think that uh, as far as the Titans go, like you said, Derrick Henry um, is back on track. Didn't have a great game running the ball, but caught that little screen pass that went for a bunch of yards and ended up with a touchdown despite him fumbling it near the goal line. And and I think that uh, Traylon Burks, the big physical receiver who they got to replace A.J. Brown, has actually been these last couple of weeks replacing A.J. Brown in a very similar fashion. He's another person, I think, because of Ryan Tannehill. Since he came back from injury, uh, he stepped up in the passing game, and Traylon Burks has been the recipient of a lot of those throws.
0: Seahawks and Rams, DK Metcalf and Geno Smith, both solid along with Walker and Lockett. Uh, the Rams, really nobody here. It's like a team that's fallen off the end of the earth.
1: Yeah. And I think what I saw last game, uh, even, though just, even though they lost to the Raiders, uh, Geno Smith, um, his decision making ability now, for the most part, is spot on. And the guy on the outside, you mentioned, DK Metcalf, I saw a play there where he was bumping run coverage. Versus inside technique man. And what a great patient job D.K. Metcalf did of setting him up inside and then not running away from him to the sideline, but tightly running next to him and was behind him in about three steps. And that's the kind of player now that D.K. Metcalf has turned into. Tyler Lockett already was, but not as physical. And then now you've got a great decision maker in in, uh, Geno Smith. And don't forget about Kenny Walker. This is guys, a special running back. And so, uh, like you, the Rams, to me, offer nothing. Uh, but the Seahawks, what the, what the Rams don't offer, the Seahawks do.
0: Dolphins and Niners. Fins look for two to keep it going. And for Jeff Wilson to have a strong game for the first time back against his old team. I really always like these kind of matchups where it's like, okay, I got to show myself to these guys. And Niners, Jimmy G is solid here if he's healthy, as are the receivers. But keep an eye on Tyreek Hill, who also has an injury.
1: Like you said, the Dolphins, really an embarrassment of riches. The 49ers, who we thought were in that category, now have lost both running backs. So the guy that I think is going to step up for them, in addition to DJ Samuel, is George Kittle, uh, who somehow people don't realize is probably one of, if not the best tight end, because he's an all-around. Travis Kelsey, we know, is phenomenal in passing game. But George Kittle's a blocker as well. Also phenomenal in passing game. Fast, big. And uh, that's the guy I think Jimmy G is going to focus on, along with D, uh, Devo Samuel.
0: Chiefs Bengals with Jamar Chase back in the lineup. And Mixon still possibly out. Could be in, could be out. As we mentioned earlier, concussion protocol. This could be a barn burner for everybody's back. I like everybody here. And look for Kelsey, go crazy. He has been going nuts lately. And I love Isaiah Pacheco in the spot with Edward Tellier on IR. Uh, Melvin Gordon should be a good pickup, at least in my opinion. You know, I, I wouldn't start him or play him. I don't think he's, he's going to be ready for that yet. Juju's back on track as well. And if Mixon can't go, I am sold on P. Ryan.
1: Well, uh, this to me is the game of the week. Because you've got the Chiefs who now are getting guys back, like you just mentioned, in Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Kelsey, it's kind of Kelsey and whoever else they got just fine. Yeah. Because you got Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. And then Patrick Mahomes is starting to extend plays and gain every time he runs the ball, it's four first down. Uh, and so there's no lack of weapons there. Uh, you got Pacheco now that's emerging as kind of the guy running the ball. And the Chiefs, now, as you mentioned, with Jamar Chase back, who's already one of the best, if not the best in the league. And you got T. Higgins and all the other guys they've got, Samaji P. Ryan, whether Joe Mixon, hopefully he's back or not. Samaji P. Ryan is the guy there. And so I think this is offensively, these are two great offenses, two solid defenses, and uh, this is going to be a great game.
0: Chargers and Raiders. Chargers and Raiders are kind of iffy this week. Uh, This is one of those don't bet on anybody games. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a must start, especially after last week. Carr did well last week, and so did uh, Herbert. And they all both uh, all should do well this week. But uh, they all could just as easily bust. It's that kind of play this week. Uh, Mac Hollins looks like he's ready to shine, so I'd gamble on him. With Keenan Allen out, I'm more sold on Josh Palmer than ever before. And Austin Eckler looks more to receive these days, and, and that should benefit anyone who has him. So I would start him.
1: Right. Like, it's almost as a, as much of a for-sure game as we just talked about between the Chiefs and the Bengals. This one is somewhat – feels a little differently. However, yeah. if you think about this, Josh Jacobs just went off. Mm-hmm. And, and a large part of that is the receiving – Blocking he's getting by guys like Matt Collins, who is himself a threat in the passing game, along with obviously Devontae Adams. Uh, And Carr, even though he did have a great game, did throw a couple of early early interceptions. Um, And so, but I too, like everybody that I just mentioned with the Raiders, but then the Chargers too. Justin Herbert is now, it's been an extensive period of time since that rib cartilage injury he had. And so he no longer looks like he's having issues throwing the ball. And like you mentioned, uh, Austin Eckler is so good because you you can't take both him out of the running game and the passing game in the same game. So he's going to oftentimes do great in both. Or if you take him away in the running game, he's going to show up in the passing game. And I think now that they've gotten Keenan Allen back, who's shown up solid in a couple of these last games, Uh, Josh Palmer, who we've talked about extensively. Mike Williams eventually is going to come back. But this game, I think, is intriguing to me because the Chargers-Raiders game always is a good game. And I think you got the potential here to bet the upside on both teams.
0: Before we get to the next game, which is the Colts and Cowboys, I wanted to bring something up that I I meant to bring up earlier. Did you watch the Monday night game, the Steelers and the Colts? Jeff
1: Saturday had three timeouts
0: with, like, A little, but a little less than two minutes left. They were driving, and he he only used one of them. They never used the other two. They were down to like forty-seven seconds. Matt Ryan didn't call the timeouts, and this is after they'd already had several chances on the goal line and fumbled the ball away. The Steelers got it. It was like, you know, I I, looking at Jeff Saturday, and, and everybody's wondering today. It's like clock management. I know you've been a high school coach, but what happened here?
1: Well, I oftentimes say the same thing about Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Chargers. Now, here's a guy with experience, and I still can't figure out how he still has a head coaching job. Um, but would you mention Jeff Saturday again? Why do you you can't take these things home with you? Timeouts, yeah. so use them up. Yeah, they, they don't they, carry
0: over to the next game.
1: They do not. <laughs> they do not. And and that could be. I mean, that, that, he's obviously going to have to answer some questions this week about why that didn't why those were kept and not used. Um, Obviously, he's a guy that's been around a bunch as a player and a great player. Uh, But obviously, there's maybe some learning curve there as a head coach that I'm sure he'll get a... This is a smart guy, Jeff Saturday. And so whatever happened that didn't happen that should have, uh, I think he'll get figured out.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. If you think he was in uh, the broadcast booth, he'd be sitting up there saying, why didn't that coach use those timeouts. What, what do we think? Everybody in the world saw this, so yeah, now, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to, I, I didn't watch the post game, but I'm interested to look back at the video a little later today. So let's get to the Colts and Cowboys. I like Taylor and Pierce here, but I really love Pittman. So if Ryan plays, then figure Pierce will get more targets and figure the Cowboys are going to double Pittman, leaving more for Pierce. Now, if you have Pollard, Elliot, it doesn't matter. Uh, start them along with uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, Schultz, and Prescott.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, the Cowboys kind of flirt with a couple of times this year, man, that is the best team I've ever seen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the next week, where'd that team go? Uh, and Prescott is kind of the guy that if he plays well, they play well. Right. And defensively, they seem to always show up, but when they don't, that's the game that Prescott has to make good decisions and not have to do it all himself. He can't get into, Oh, We're trailing now, and therefore, I just throw the ball up to whoever. No. Make good decisions. Be the guy you consistently are. And then everyone around you will – and we're talking fantasy football here – but everyone around you will benefit because of it. And so I think as long as Prescott has a good, solid decision-making day, all the Cowboys will flourish. And like you said, as far as the Colts go, you know they're kind of iffy right now. And it was interesting, the first game back – or the first game, which was against the Raiders that I was at, where just Saturday debuted as a head coach in the NFL, they were great. Since then, you know, it's kind of a iffy give or take. And so the Colts, like you said, I, I love um, uh, Pittman as well. And as the receiver goes, he's big, he's lanky, he's tough to cover. I think he's their main guy. And if Matt Ryan plays, like you said, he will find Michael Pittman.
0: Monday, Monday night. Saints and Buccaneers. Saints could be better, and so could Kamara. So I'm not sold on him, but I do like Andy Dalton here, and Chris Olave, Chris Godwin, and Rashad White uh, are plays here as well for for Tampa.
1: Yeah, and, and like uh, that was the one guy that I mentioned because uh, there was a few that could have gone off for Tampa Bay, but he's the one that did, Chris Godwin. And uh, big day, and, big day. It, it, right? And so I, I too, like you, think he'll have a great day. Um, and as far as the Saints go, like we've been talking all year, Kamara is now vanished as a running back, both receiving and running. But the guy who has stepped up, to your credit, has been Andy Dalton and then Chris Olave. That is the guy that, that Andy Dalton knows inside or outside of the red zone. He's special receiver.
0: And there you have it, another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. From our friend
1: and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill, and we'll see you next time.